Hey, listen to this part this time. I have something in here I want you to hear. The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of The Process, and Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours with the free Ricky upgrade at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Some new process pups up on the, uh, the website. Now, on the show today... The saga of Eric Jr. and Brian Colangelo and Twitter continues into its fifth day with seemingly no resolution. We will continue that investigation. I will ask Mike on the podcast if he wants to do big boards because we don't talk during the week about our preparation for the podcast. Um, And I think that's about it. That's about all we have time for. Uh, Real quickly, two things. First of all, probably our most... Our strangest t-shirt to date, the one that will take you the longest to explain is the full Dietrich Eric Jr. t-shirt. It is up on rightstorikisanchez.com. Just go look at it. This is one for the ages, I think. I want to make clear that Ben Dietrich had nothing to do with the production or design of this t-shirt. Zero. Thanks to Tanner Lowry for designing it. Um, I did tell Ben, though, that we would donate... um, proceeds to whatever charity he wants. So there you go, in, in using Ben's face. Um, and another thing, real quick, uh, I mentioned at the top Big Barker, uh, one of our sponsors. The guy that runs Big Barker is this guy named Eric. He is a Sixers fan and a process truster. And his the, the genesis for Big Barker was his dog, Hank. And Hank um, passed away the other day, the age of 13. And I never met Hank. But now as a dog owner, anytime somebody loses a dog, I get like emotionally destroyed by it. And um, I just wanted to give a um, in memoriam for Hank, who looked like an incredible dog. And Eric gave him quite a quite a finale. So um, this one's for you, Hank. Without any further ado, here's Run the Jewel. We are the murderers there. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have powder to push. Now I smoke powder to push. Holy, I'm burning a bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step into the spotlight. Welcome to the Rice and Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who has a t-shirt for every inning. That is Mike Levin. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are we still doing this? What is going on? Uh, yeah, it's there's been developments. There have been developments since the last podcast, but there have been developments. The most important, not the most important development. Yeah. Can I could I have the floor for like two minutes on this? Take it. All right. So I'm gonna take the floor. I'm gonna I, mute myself, so so we, I'm I don't even I'm not even tempted to respond. You don't have to mute yourself. You don't have to mute No, I'm gonna mute, I'm muting myself. It's your floor. Okay. All right. I take um I rarely, 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 rarely will ever talk about they should fire this guy, they should not fire that guy. Like I think I'm at a point in my life where um like between my age and my responsibilities, the idea of campaigning for somebody to be fired is like feels weird, and I'm I'm generally not something I'll do, even if I'm I'm not in favor of whoever's doing what. And that goes for players. I'd rather see them traded than cut. I, you know, to be honest, I I hope this whole thing ends up with Brian Colangelo getting every penny, just 
not here. Um, and I would also like to say that I come from an interesting perspective in that I am I do not face the public scrutiny that Brian Colangelo does, not even close. But my other job as as program director of WIP does come with decisions that I make that are scrutinized publicly. And there have been plenty of people who have said that, like directly to me on Twitter, that I should be fired, which hurts. And I understand it. I am sensitive to it. I am also sensitive to the fact that family members might also be hurt by this. And I understand that Brian Colangelo's wife could be hurt by by the the collar stuff without kidding about it or the criticism of him and his job. I understand all of these things. But I also understand that since this team was purchased six or so years ago by the group of owners that purchased it now, every two years, we go through some embarrassing public bullshit um, about who is running this team, is or isn't running this team. And it is unfair to fans. It is unfair to players. It is unfair to everyone who is emotionally, professionally, uh, mentally invested in this basketball team. From the the disaster of the who's in charge um, uh, Keystone Cops scenario with Tony DeLeo, Rod Thorne, Doug Collins, and Adam Aaron, to hiring Sam Hinkie only to two and a half years later legitimately expecting that he would just sit there and also work with Jerry Colangelo and his son and allowing the league and Jerry Colangelo to run roughshod over the organization and implement a family member to be the general manager of the team within one day of Sam Hinkie resigning, one day, and then have the nerve to tell us they interviewed 75 people, to where we sit right now, where the star player of the team was publicly criticized by either the general manager or a family member of the general manager echoing the general manager's thoughts. We are at a place where we know who it was or sort of who it was. We know that that information came from Brian Colangelo. Joel Embiid embarrassed publicly by this. Markel Fultz embarrassed publicly by this. Jaleel Okafor embarrassed publicly by this and had medical information shared. Nerlens Noel embarrassed publicly by this. The ownership of the team embarrassed publicly by this. The fans embarrassed publicly as the nation watches the NBA finals, the two teams that wound up doing everything enough to be featured at the height of, of what you're doing this for, while the third team in the spotlight is in is is in the spotlight because yet another embarrassing situation because ownership can't decide who should be running this team and and how the team should be run because they either don't care or can't figure it out or are listening to the wrong people. This has to stop. It has to stop. I feel for everybody who works under Brian Colangelo. I feel for Brian Colangelo. But to think in any way that the future of this team should be shepherded by a guy that nobody, literally nobody will trust around from general managers to players to press. Notice that there is not one word of support publicly from any writer, from any player, from any general manager for the guy who is under fire right now. The fact that that his thoughts were so were, were so damaging and and we're, that this is even a question 
Like, you can't let this float around. You can't let the legal process go. You can't not communicate. You can't embarrassingly try to distract people with Brett Brown's contract extension and who he might hire as a coaching assistant while this is going on. Like, whoever is advising you that we could be distracted by that is is wrong, is wrong. So, you you know, I, I always make this this metaphor. I, I had a friend named Andy in high school, and he picked me up in this old beat-up BMW, and he was driving me to work once, that really just shitty car, and there was a noise coming from the muffler, and I was like, do you hear that noise? And he goes, oh, I know how to fix that. And I was like, what? And he just turned up the radio. And that is what they continue to do. Instead of fixing what is wrong with how this team is run, they continue to turn up the radio and hope nobody hears it. It's enough. You have to get this done. This, like, this guy cannot lead this team. Fans deserve someone shepherding this team who cares about only the future of the team and the future of the players and not how he's perceived publicly, not what fans are saying on Twitter, not what fans are saying on message boards, not what people are saying on TV and not what people are saying on the radio. And this particular GM cares too much about that. Like he, in addition to the fact that he has not done a good job. There is a cost and benefit scenario to all of this, right? Look at the costs. Look at the benefits of keeping him on. The, the, like the, 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 the benefits don't outweigh the costs in any way. So like I beg of you, don't just, when you address this and address it soon, address it soon. Like, because I can promise you, Nobody is fucking forgetting over a weekend. Nobody is forgetting on Monday. Nobody is forgetting on Wednesday. Don't just address this particular instance of what is wrong. Address the, the systematic dysfunctionality that is going on with the Philadelphia 76ers over the last six years that have allowed this situation to happen over and over and over again. It makes me sick. It makes me like this should be fun. We should be talking about free agency, the fucking draft, all this stuff, players, who to keep, who not to keep. Instead, we're talking about like Twitter burner accounts. It's great for content. It makes more people download our podcast, but it's horrible for fans and it's horrible for the team and it's embarrassing and I'm sick of it. That's all I got. I would just add. Yeah. They censored the word butt. <laughs> and that's just a crazy decision. It is a crazy decision. It is No, that was like, very good. <laughs> in retrospect, good. it is is crazy of all things to censor, to censor the word but. Yeah. You obviously covered a lot of area. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm, that was very okay, good. Okay. That was very good. Okay. Uh I'll just I'll just add something I've thought about. I've been over the course of the past few days taking notes as he's continued to not get fired. Um this was like he came out with a full denial right away, or pretty much right away. Yeah, I have no idea being, who these other... He was being framed and so on right. and so forth. I have no idea who these other four accounts are. Uh, someone's trying to get me. But now it seems like they're pretty much admitting, or at least the reports from either Pompeii or USA Today or Woj seem to say, like, okay... Attention has been focused now on his wife, and uh, they're still arguing to keep his job. But, like, that that's not 
a tenable situation. You can't right. say I'm fully denying it and then okay, well, or that didn't work. But this other thing, it's out, it's also not that bad. That doesn't seem to make sense to me. And also just even it's not there was never any once you once you accept that it was him or someone close to him. Yep. There was never there's no there's no coming back from that because the the immediate the the genesis of it all when when the accounts were started they were done under aliases because they knew that this was wrong. Right. They, That's a good if, point. If they didn't think it was wrong, they would have just had one account, even even one account like as a pseudonym. Even if it was just one pseudonym, I was like, okay, I'm going to start one Twitter account where I'm this fan who supports Brian Colangelo and talks about his collars, blah, blah, blah. And if you do that, that's one thing. But multiple accounts. This was a conspiracy from the beginning. Like, I'm going to systematically... I'm, th- there was never any good, clean intentions in this. It was always, from the beginning, this is, I'm going to deceive people in multiple ways. For a long period of time, by the way. For, for two years. A, for, yeah. And, and who knows how far back it goes back in, like, th- there are signs that point to, like, maybe this was going on in Toronto, too. You know, maybe, like, who knows how long this was going on for. Have you, have you followed along with the, like, not just Twitter, but there's a couple comments in, on various sites. I think there's a Liberty Ballers one. There's some sites that I've never seen before in the comment section where he called himself, like, or whoever called themselves a, uh, what was it? Parking attendant. Yes, this the is. old parking attendant that sees Brian Colangelo every day, and the yeah. I'm I'm gay, but this isn't the reason I'm saying I'm gay stuff. Yeah, the, that was. Wait, 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 I got it. What was the what was the terminology? Something gay as I am. Yes, and it was. Oh, that was that was great. It. I think it was a discus. I think that was the discus comment uh, stuff. Yeah, there was a, I will say a a local not professional writer that. I, I'm not saying that they weren't being professional. I'm saying a, not one of the beat writers um, that contacted me via DM. And he was like, I have a bunch of theories that connect a bunch of things. Can I give them to you? And like <laughs> nine tenths of the way through it, I was like, hey, dude, I'm following along, but I wouldn't know how to re-say any of this. But yeah, it it shows how deep all of it goes. And And by the way, like shout out to Legs, of course, and... Uh, Brian Jacobs and everyone else on Twitter who has participated in the sleuthing. I think it's fucking weird, and I don't know how to do it, but it's impressive. I guess I would. Yeah, say. I would. I would. Dis- it is very fun. This whole thing is very fun. Obviously, it wouldn't be as fun if we had a GM that we all liked from the onset. But it, as much as it is, like I. You said it's embarrassing to fans, which I somewhat agree with, but it's also very fun because, I mean, my, my whole thing since pretty much since I started writing for Liberty Ballers almost uh, like a decade ago has been shitting on the Sixers. Yeah, it is right. where I, I made my bones. Is that an expression? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I did that is, 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 is ripping on the Sixers for being a, a dumb bad organization. Now they've changed in different ways. Their dumb badness and their Sixersing has sort of evolved over the years, as new owners came in, as new management, etc. But at the core, 
of being a Sixers fan in the modern internet is there are two there are two parts. One, demanding. I guess three parts now. Uh, demanding recognition for your rightness. That that's part of it. Uh, yep. Being able to be very good at Twitter sleuthing and are pulling up old archived uh, tweets and statements to embarrass or uh, out somebody. And then three, being a self-hating Sixers fan. That's right. The whole thing. So I'm very comfortable with this, <laughs> and <laughs> I haven't. Uh, it's, it's all very fun. I haven't slept much. I haven't done much work at all. You're gonna ask me if you want to do my big board. Let me tell you what my big board looks like. It's five names, and they're all burner accounts. And I'm <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not ready to do a big board. This totally well, <laughs> not ready. Well, can I? I'll give you a 10-second preview of my YouTube big board that we here. We will make a a um, the next week and a half. No matter what happens, is going to be crazy. Whether they don't fire him, whether they do fire him, whatever. We will get our big boards up. We understand the draft is coming. My my five. The, six, the Sixers preview. don't. The Sixers don't understand at all. Clearly. Yeah. Well. Well, they might end up depending on how this finishes up. They might use end up using our big boards as their big boards. You never know. There might That's not actually, be. I like that responsibility. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, I did run my big board is my YouTube big board is done, and I ran a couple of my takes uh, by Sharp because I know he pays attention to this stuff. And it would seem like my YouTube big board is on brand. So I'm, I'm very happy with it. So that's my preview. So no big sure. board, you, I guess. You and Sharp always are on the same line. He's, he's already said how much the two of the guys at Sixers Twitter is very excited, or NBA Twitter is very excited about. He, he's already down on them. So it's, it's very sharp. You guys are both just anti the platform that you use to, to talk about the <laughs> but it's not conscious it's just like whatever 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 okay back to yeah I, so whereas you are comfortable in this i made the mistake like i you know i'm not going to use the phrase that i was going to use because i don't know if it's the right way to use it so i fell for it right like between the hiring of sam the greatness of joel and ben the funness of Rocco and, and TJ and Dario, like I was in a place where even though I was mostly convinced that Brian Colangelo was doing a bad job as general manager and have expressed that many times that I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, like it was, it seemed like it was time for it to be fun, like just fun. With, with some stress, stress over losing, stress over not getting the right guy, but maybe just like basketball. But then, like I was fooled, and then and here we are again as like this embarrassing nonsense. And um, I was talking to someone about all of this nonsense, somebody who is, I don't know, involved in one way or another, let's say. And that person said to me, is like, well, at least you have a lot of stuff to talk about. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I understand. But it's so exhausting. Like, I even heard a, a, a rumor. And, and given the history of what's happened with him at, at a previous stop in Toronto, I heard a rumor that they would replace him as president and general manager, but keep him in the organization. Like, what? that's cr- crazy. It's... It's 
like if you have somebody that people consider not to be trustworthy with sensitive information, like unless he's playing like, you know how there's swoop and like giant balloon swoop. So unless they have him, unless the other position in the organization is giant balloon Franklin, like I'm not totally sure what he could be doing that, that I'd feel comfortable with. That's what is this ownership group have for paying people to not work for the team? And meanwhile, what? the easiest decision to make to pay the guy to not work for you is right now. <laughs> is, yeah. is, is, is like Brian Colangelo does not have to work for them, you know? And, and Jerry, Jerry's never really worked for them and is still no. taking in a paycheck. I know they're, these owners are very, or at least Josh Harris, Apollo Management, clearly very obsessed with keeping money from the poor, but having to single-handedly give money to other rich folks for not working for them after they've been scandalized in this way. I don't understand it. Just move on. What what's one going on? Thing. No one, one no one has came saw. no one has came to defend him. No not one person has defended this guy. Not and one I, person. They're yep. like who are they waiting for? What is who what is the audience that they're hoping comes out of this? This is a the Sixers are a public facing organization. It's not, they're not just this shady, like, I don't want to rip on finance again. Uh, let's say. Well, you, weird, could make, you could say any business. Pharmaceutical bullshit a, thing that nobody knows like, the, the name of. Right. Where it's like, oh, I, right. I don't actually, I'm not actually paying attention to like what products these, uh, their hands are in. This is, these are the Sixers. They wear the name on the jersey, on the fucking chest. What's going on? People are going to know. No one's going to forget this. This isn't going to blow over. We will remember this forever. Forever. Do you, think, do you think that there's a chance that if they keep him midway through next year, we're not still making jokes about this? And when the Sixers go on the road, every single announcer for the other team isn't going to bring this up. Everyone is going to talk about this forever because it's crazy and it's very fun and it's very juicy, and I enjoy it a lot. But I will enjoy it less if this doesn't result in the guy losing his, his job so the Sixers can move on with their lives. They're the best young team in the league. This is crazy how good... All Colangelo had to do was not fuck up. All he had to do... Hinky, it was right in front of him. Hinky set the table for him so nicely. All he had to do was not fuck up. And he decided to fuck up so royally... That he can no longer be associated with anyone in the NBA. And they're not firing. And think, and think about this. I don't think you should, you should not make personnel decisions based solely on like, what public opinion is. Like, I get sure. it. Absolutely not. You know? Sam never did. You know? And we supported him totally. But, but here's what I'll say. And, and this, is not, like, this is not wrong. Is, is my point is this is how this is what fans will say this is what people will think and they're not wrong is that every time a free agent doesn't go if you if they were to keep him around every time a free agent doesn't come here every time a trade doesn't happen every time there is speculation that some player isn't happy we will tie it back to this it will the questions will arise and fairly so the questions will arise did that player not go there 
because they don't trust Brian Colangelo. The same way that, that everyone decided that the stink of, of, like, of the losing culture would affect it, it, this is the same thing, only real. Like, this is a real thing. And, and I, I've got to tell you, like, your point about no one defending him, if I've never seen, like, normally with something like this, there are, there are the people who were against, like, our faction, let's say, would cape up for Colangelo for in sure. this, in for this sure. respect. You would, see, yeah. you would see a certain portion of writers, broadcasters, fans saying, no, 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 no. But, like, it's not happening for anyone. And I'm telling National you, or local. this does not, yeah, if this does not go the right way, I, I'm telling you, this will be disastrous. And I'm t- I, I will tell you this. If he is still running basketball operations for the Sixers in one week, like, like my season tickets are done. They will not get another penny out of me. Like, it's gone. I've already paid for next year. I will take every cent that I, um, that I earn from selling those tickets and split it between charity and billboards to remind everyone what they've done. And then I will never give them another cent as long as they own the team. And I will encourage other people to stop buying tickets because they don't care about how you feel. Not only do they not care about how you feel if they make this this decision, they don't even care about how good the team is. They don't right, even this care. Isn't, this, isn't, this isn't the kind of thing where, where like it's just, oh, fans are upset and that's fine. Like This is going to affect other players and teams, executives guys dealing with Colangelo, like there's no coming back from this. If they pulled if they pulled the broader NBA or even just fans, what do you think the support would for Brian would be? What do you actually forget about that, because the support is zero. What do you think the owner's rationale? Because they haven't said anything, so we just have to speculate. What do you think the, the owners who want to keep him, their rationale is? Because to me it's just they're being bullied by Jerry Colangelo if that's the case. Like they did well, like if- they did before. It's funny you said like one of the reports, and there's so many, but this one was definitely from like a legitimate place, was that Jerry Colangelo was, was, was keeping up for his son in this case and reminding the Sixers that he came in and saved them uh, in 2015-16. And yeah, I will, I will, that was brutal. I, that was a brutal thing to read. I will quote uh, the rights to Ricky Sanchez's Andrew Unterberger in saying, as much as I appreciated the Ish Smith trade and Jerry Colangelo making sure that that happened. I'm not sure that we still owe him three years later for that. And like the fact that like to, to your point, what is their rationale? Like, look, I'm going to throw the minority owners aside for this one because I legitimately think and we can get into this later that they they don't really have any pull. I don't think Michael Rubin has any pull. I don't think David Heller has any pull. I don't think Will Smith or Adam Aaron have any pull? This is essentially Josh Harris uh, and and David Blitzer. That's it. And I can only assume that their reasoning is they don't know enough to make an informed decision, so they're letting someone else within the organization make those decisions, or they don't care enough. Like I just, 
I'm not going to say they're not basketball guys because, like, look, when Jeff Lurie bought the Eagles, it's not like he was some, like, dyed-in-the-wool football guy. Now, after owning the team for two decades, does he know more about football than he did that? Of course. But I don't need think they need to be basketball guys. I don't think they need to spend every second in Philadelphia caring about the Sixers. But I do think they need to care more than they do. And I just, I think, like, that, and that should be a reason to get rid of them. Like, it should be, hey, I, I don't need this hassle enough. And isn't it ironic that uh, Dave Silver would be upset that this scandal is overshadowing the NBA Finals after yeah. him and, and the rest of the fucking league that, that populates the Philadelphia 76ers front office, like all former league employees from— Jerry to Scott O'Neill to Ned Cohen to the fact that Dave Silver like made them overthrow the general manager. Oh, now you're upset. Well, thank goodness you saved the Sixers and its fans and the league, the embarrassment of Sam Hinkie, um, the guy who only cared about the team f- for this. You know, I'm sorry, you, you, you said who in the ownership cares. The answer has to be or like, why would they? The, the answer has to be like, they don't care enough to care. It has to be, or the, they're more. The, I don't the think they're stupid. There's got to be something. There's got to be something because because ownership, or the the league is should be coming down on them to get rid of Colangelo. That is, that seems to have to be the case, unless they're so, like, in Jerry's pocket for his ambassadorship of the league, whatever. In the last couple decades ago, but like Jerry's done, Jerry's done very little here. What has he done? What has he? What like legitimately has Jerry Colangelo done? Like. Introduce them to a couple guys. Like, what the Ishmith trade was, not 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 like a resounding success. It was just a it was a, he's a figurehead, and then, who then went away after hiring his son and running away to Phoenix. There's I, what does he owe them? They owe him. I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out like, legitimately if the league is embarrassed by this. If the fans are embarrassed by this, if other members of the Sixers front office, if Embiid's people, Simmons's people, Foltz's people, other free agents that I'm sure they're talking to, their their agents, I'm just trying to figure out what could possibly be. Just be devil's advocate for a second because you're good at this. If you're if you're an owner that wants to keep Brian around, make any case. Not that they just don't care because they they care in some way. They care about. They cared enough to fire Hinky, so like they care. There's some caring that goes on that goes into it. Then saying like, "Oh no, we have to keep him because of his talent, because of his like middling, like retread journeyman GM talent." Where you look around the leagues and he's big relationship guy, he's man of action. Like nobody's coming to this guy's defense. Everyone's saying, "Yeah, sounds about right." Like, he might not be a bad guy, he might not be the dumbest GM, but, like, he's certainly down the middle, talent-wise, and pretty much just... (laughs) People saying this is expected. People are not surprised by this. That's crazy. That's so upsetting for him as a human being that he's like, yeah, I'm not surprised that he's complaining to everyone, checking everybody's Twitters and comments and, and waiting for people to... Uh, say shit about him or his collar and he, he's going to be upset about it. Like, he's such an important job. He should be doing so many other things. Like, Mike, maybe they would have drafted totally somebody in the second round an- <laughs> had he not been checking the, his replies and, and arguing with people 
<laughs> just regular fans secretly what's going I, uh, on i will i will role play you for a second but first we have to talk about our sponsor oh uh, wow. the yeah the but this is a good one the official well they're all good ones i love them all the official law firm of the process the premier boutique inju- personal injury law firm in the delaware valley cornblow and cornblow and adam cornblow now this is why we love cornblow first of all not just because he's the best personal injury lawyer in all of the delaware valley he is he will get you results the reason i like him is that the day after this happens he is on twitter offering his legal services to the sixers to make sure that they can get out of brian colangelo's contract by showing cause for dismissal. Um, and I was actually, I, I talked about him, I talked about it on Twitter, and then I had a private conversation. And I'm like, I don't know, Cornblow, it's really difficult to show cause, especially if you don't have a history of, you know, of disciplining him. And he's like, no, 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 here's why. So not only is he fighting for the people he represents, he is fighting for the Sixers fans as a whole to make sure that they move on from Brian Colangelo. They handle all kinds of personal injury at Cornblow and Cornblow, medical malpractice, slip and fall, injured at work, car accidents, whatever. Um, and here are Cornblow's two rules, right? If you're in an accident or you get hurt, don't lie and don't be a hero. What if do. you get caught with five burner accounts? Do you, and, <laughs> then, you know, do you lie call then? Him anyway. No? You know, he is a personal injury lawyer, but really he's like, He's going to help you with anything. If you need anything lawyer-related, just call Cornblow. Uh, don't lie. Don't be a hero. If you're hurt, like find out if someone's you know at fault. And if they're at fault, then you're owed something. Let Cornblow take care of it. This isn't one of those places where you call and you get referred somewhere else. When you call or reach out to Cornblow, you always get a Cornblow. Offices all over the Delaware Valley. But he will come to you. If you think you might have a case, give him a call or shoot him an email. Cost you nothing. 215 215- Five seven six seventy two hundred and ask for Adam or email him at cornblow at cornblow and cornblow dot com. Cornblow is spelled with a K. The and is spelled A N D, and the rest. It's up to you. Is up to you. All right. What could the owners be thinking? On one hand, they could here the the only two scenarios that I could come up with. On one hand, because. I, feel, I don't want to speak out of turn. I can tell you that from what I understand, like players are not happy. Let's say that. Like, and that's not a leap. But uh, let, Play, let's Players say that on the team or players? Players the on the team are not okay. happy, like are not thrilled. Uh, important players, let's say, players that we care about. There's not even that many players under contract on the team. So um, aren't thrilled. So here's, here's what I would say is that the only two things I can think of is, A, they made a deal with the devil when this whole thing happened. And they actually, like, we're joking about them owing Jerry Colangelo, but, like, maybe they really do. You know, maybe he has threatening information on them. Maybe they made promises to him when this whole thing started, and he's holding it over their heads, and they're trying to find a way out of it. Um, and the other thing I can, the only other thing I can think of is that Brian Colangelo is making the argument to them that his relationship with, like, he's selling them on the LeBron dream and saying, look, I've made headway with Clutch. I've made headway with LeBron. And once we sign LeBron, 
This will all go away. Um, and they are looking at the dollar signs of signing LeBron uh, because maybe they would actually sell out of season tickets and not sell hundreds and hundreds of them to ticket brokers and say that they're sold out of them and then charge people for a waiting list. Maybe they would actually sell out of them. They would sell more uh, merchandise and all that kind of stuff. So maybe he's selling them on that dream. And, uh, but those are the only two things I can think of. Is there anything else that you can think of? No, I mean, they mu- if they think he's a great general manager. Like if they think that he's legitimately like an excellent general manager, that he's done so much for the team already. But if you look at each, each individual thing, like we've, we've had this argument a bunch of times. You're lower on him than I am. Mm-hmm. I, I think mostly his thing was don't fuck up. People, I'm not ready to, to deem the Markel Fultz trade a fuck, a fuck up. I still believe in Fultz. Uh, and I believed in the trade at the time. So I, I, it'd be disingenuous to go back. So, but other than that, it's just been like, Sergio Rodriguez overpaying Jared Bayless a little bit of an overplay for Gerald Henderson uh, paying JJ Redick a billion dollars for one year Amir Johnson like all like fine free agent pickups okay Bellinelli and Ilyasova for free alright like the Nerlens trade whatever happened with Nerlens whatever giving away Okafor for nothing like when like, you try to when you try to find gems in the Brian Colangelo, it, it's it's yeah. hard to find like a, a gem, right? It's, it's you can almost you can like expo- sort of explain almost everything away. You can be like oh, that's understandable, that's understandable. He hasn't given out big money to some bullshit. He hasn't had like he hasn't signed Timofey Mozgov and Lawal Dang, right? But like, has <laughs> or, he, has or, he done or Landry it? Fields, <laughs> sure. for that matter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But like, what's he actually done that you're like, oh, that's going to set them up well? Simmons was dropped in his lap. I it's just not there's nothing there that that you couldn't fire him and say, "Hey, David Griffin, come on down." Or uh Gershon Rojas, Rosas of of Houston, or Mike Zarin, or any of these other guys. There's a million of them that are ready to pounce. Like this isn't there's going to this isn't like I, I worry about I, I I sneer at the idea of like, "Oh, well, it's a guy losing his job, so like we have to feel for him." Like there's 30 NBA GM jobs. There will always be 30. Someone's going to have that job. Someone doesn't have a job now that would get a job because of Colangelo getting fired. So it's, a zero, it's pretty much a zero-sum game. So I'm not worried about like, oh, if this job goes away, then it's like we're losing jobs. We're losing jobs entirely. Someone's going to get the job. And Colangelo's had a very blessed life for his whole life. He's going to be fine. He should take a job not in the NBA, he should be too toxic to because this is the craziest thing any executive has ever been a part of. Again, hookers and blow would have been a, an easier, calmer way to go out. Much easier and much calmer and much easier to survive. Much easier to survive. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. like if he like it, it's, it's a pretty sad state of sports. Like if he had domestic violence, like he'd be able to come back from that easier than this the way that society is yeah like, because there's no because, way that you should be able to come back from this or yeah, that be, also but that's just yeah, the way but, that it works because because that wouldn't prevent like when he got into a room with an agent and a player like that shit would probably just go away as yeah. as, as sad as that may seem it would but this does oh, it's not terrible it's, i mean it's embarrassing yeah. but but this is the reality is like this this affects everyone uh i mean it's bullshit 
It's all fucking can, bullshit. Can I read a, a couple of uh, Lorenzo Brown mailbag questions that I think will will spurn other topics from this? Yeah, I have a couple more things on my list, but I'll, I'll get them as we go. Okay. Um, uh, this is from Joe. I thought this was interesting. Do you think the history of the Sixers sleuthing uh, trained and conditioned us for this moment in time, searching for details regarding Bynum's health, Dario coming over, Embiid's injuries, Markel's shot, finally resulting in a mea culpa of gathering all the evidence of Colangelo's Twitter. I think if Sixers Twitter doesn't dig up all of these alleged details, uh, true or not, there's not enough momentum to dismiss Brian Colangelo. 100%. It's it's all been building to this. Everybody has uh, sharpened their sword over the past few years. And this is what we've been waiting for. Again, not me. I have, I've done very little work, but I am (laughs) benefiting from it. Uh, So absolutely. This is, there's no fan base better suited for this conspiracy to happen to. Well, I'm proud to be a part of it. uh, uh, Amos Lee described the fan base as, he he saw the pictures of the guy. Shout out to the guy behind the plate in San Francisco last night, changing his shirt um, many times. Uh, the one who uh, you were so nice to point out that I divulged his personal email address on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Really he, funny. He, he emailed me before the game. He was like, "Hey, I got these tickets. What should I put on the shirt?" Um, and I got one of them. I got uh, "Where is Eric Jr." But he was like, uh, "The fan base is now radicalized." Like we are, this is the most impressive, insane, um, like, like separate organization. <laughs> Angelo always calls, he always calls us the rights to Ricky, Ricky Sanchez organization, or he calls us a, uh, a, uh, like he never calls it a podcast. He always calls it an organization. And that's what it seems like. And radicalized is a great way to describe it. They're very scary. They don't forget anything. Um, and you cannot sneak anything by them. I think it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, like this, if this happened to any other team, if this happened to the Hornets, it would still be, if someone was shit-talking Kemba Walker in the Hornets organization, then they'd have to fire them. And even if there's no angry mob digging up old tweets and figuring it out. Like, but the fact that it's happening to us, look at the Pistons. They're fucking up their GM search in such a clear Pistons-y way. It's classic. They're doing it so obviously, but so boringly because compared to the Sixers story, it's just so lame. Like, oh, you're just hiring Ed Stefanski and Jim Lynham. <laughs> like, that's, that's what you're doing. But they're getting no attention because of the Pistons and they're boring. And our story is much better. Like... <laughs> I just thought that was a nice little wrinkle. We're not even talking about the Stan Van Gundy uh, sized hole left in the Pistons organization because we're on Burnergate. Then he asks, Joe also asks, do you think at Sixers Enough, which is the the Twitter account and Instagram account that went to Ben Dietrich, went to Ben Dietrich instead of some local writer like Bodner or Newbeck to insulate them from the fallout after the report drops? If Bodner drops this report, he'd probably be banned from the practice facility. Um, Bodner would not be banned from the practice facility. I, I think he went to Dietrich because Dietrich hates Colangelo. I well, mean, that's I okay. So I, I talked about this. I was on the Dime podcast with Martin Rickman and Robbie Kylan. Um, but I want to talk about it with you because you're good at this stuff. Because like, Sixers Enough, I, did you see that Sixers Enough DM'd me and I didn't yes. answer? Yep. 
Classic, classic non-answer. Well, he also asked yep. for Ben's email. I'm not just going to start giving out emails to people. So you're welcome, Ben. But uh, do I do want to know, like, okay, if you're – let's talk about this because we talked about the Sixers' response to it. But let's get back into the conspiracy angle because it's, it's a little more fun. Yeah. The guy has the – whether it's a disgruntled employee, who knows, or just a fan with, like – AI tendencies and computer skills has the story. I think this is real. I want to expose them. Wouldn't you go to it a more mainstream person? Wouldn't you go to, even if not, I mean, I get that like Ben is the most predisposed to hear it and it is a kind of a crazy thing to hear. But I think if you take it to like Kyle Newbeck, he would go for it and do it and do his research and do it justice. Or if you want to go to somebody uh, more nationally, that's less tied to it. I think if you want to, if you want to not open yourself up to criticism, you wouldn't go to the guy that's as they address, as they address in the ringer article, you wouldn't go to the guy that's very clearly anti Colangelo because it feels more agenda based. I think there is a fair or unfair lean toward national media and i just think that i think it is fostered by the fact that the teams and agents generally do it with important news like you know uh derek has broken some big stories and kyle has um has had some really interesting insight and nuggets that you haven't seen anywhere else but none of them have been like from the team you know like or as far as i can see there's never been like a local hey we're going to sign this guy or hey this trade is coming and i think and that's been that way for a while here like even before those guys and i think there is a um i think the teams generally think or at least our local team thinks that and and rightly so hey the only way that this is going to blow up is if it gets the national media anyway so if i give it to a local guy um it's only going to blow up if the national guy picks it up. And then I don't get any favor from the national guy. So I might as well just go to the national guy. So I think that fosters a, in an environment in which everyone thinks that's the right thing to do. And I do think, here's what else I'll say. I'm not accusing this guy of doing it because I'm relatively certain that he is not the guy. But the, there's a guy that uh, calls right when we were doing Rights to Ricky Sanchez radio every week named Eric in Miami. And we accused Eric in Miami of being Ben Dietrich for the first six weeks that he called because he has a similar voice and he has a similar hatred. Um, and I think that like our world is very different than many worlds, like this fan world. And I just think that Dietrich is so well known for doing this is that you want to give it to him. I think there is like a, there is a, a certain poetic, uh, poetic, justice to him having this story so i don't think it was well thought out i think it was just like i think it's a, a just a guy i i don't who will we'll probably never know i think it's just a guy who hates colangelo a fan who hates colangelo as, as much as ben does as a general manager not as a person and i think he was just like ben ben would love this ben would write this yeah that's what he did yeah, yeah that could be it um do you think that uh were this to happen with someone else in the organization, 
it's hard to imagine it as with somebody as, as high profile as Colangelo, but do you think that Brian Colangelo would fire the person that did this? In a second. Absolutely. In a second. Absolutely. His, his, I've brought this up before. There is, there is, uh, somebody, uh, somebody, when, when, uh, I don't know. Brian Colangelo is known in NBA circles, and Jerry Colangelo is known in NBA circles as someone who, as guys who will do anything they can to assign blame to someone else. They yeah. don't, they are masters. The quote was masters of assigning blame. It is never their fault. And you can look at these tweets like the, hey, Joel didn't tell us he was hurt. Hey, it's Joel's decision to play back-to-backs. Hey, Markel's got to get his stuff together. Hey, like, it is all... It, hey, Jaleel failed his, 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 uh, his, his physical. physical. It is always someone else's fault. So if he had the... Uh, and, and the problem for him here is that that someone else is a family member now. And it is not so easy to... Um, like, you know, I, I said in our, our podcast on Wednesday... I, you know, people have asked me, well, shouldn't he be mad at his wife? No. I mean, like, you can be frustrated that it happened, but she's just in there trying to, like, defend someone she cares about in a sort of a sociopathic way. But but <laughs> she she means, <laughs> means no harm in, in what she's doing. He can't do that this time. It's impossible for him to blame someone else because that someone else is someone that he genuinely cares about, not someone in the team. But yes, absolutely. If this was somebody in his staff that worked under him, if it was somebody that was um, other, another high-ranking person in the Sixers front office, there is no way he would cape up with them for that person, and he would definitely fire them. Just definitely. A, just a cute little sociopathic family. Adorable. <laughs> Woj, I mean, like everybody is saying, Woj is that <laughs> he has to get fired. Woj was on with uh, Marks. What's his name? What's the assistant, the former Nets guy? Oh, Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks. And they were saying that he should he should go. Zach Lowe and uh, Arnovitz gotta go. Yep. Like everybody was saying, Woj even talked about like the hiring process for Colangelo back when Sam left. And saying that they hired seventy five, they interviewed seventy five people in uh, a fourteen second span. But saying the words, and they and Colangelo like tried to convince people that the hiring process was legitimate. It's like Woj was like he should have just came out and said like yeah I got this job because of my dad, uh, obviously. But we worked well together in previous places. We think that this is going to work out. Like we have a good working relationship. Blah blah blah. For him to say, and it always has been, for the Sixers to say, like, no, the, it is totally separate that he's related to Bryant, to Jerry. Jerry, in fact, recused himself yes. of the hiring process. He recommended it was just maybe, coincidence. He put it was a resume. He put a resume yeah. on a desk and he walked away and he said, "I'm not going to involve myself. I don't even care who GM is." And he's not involved, and that's why they. That's why in a span of 18 minutes. They got Brian Colangelo because he's the best candidate for the job. Mr. Relationships, Mr. Business, let's lock him in. There's no way that they can field a winner without Brian's expertise. It, it really is the, 
that's a totally normal collar of hiring. It really you is. Know, the, it really the, is. The, the nothing to see here, totally nope. normal collar. Totally normal. Oh. Not yeah. a conspiracy. Definitely not nepotism. Everybody's nope. acting totally normal. And honestly, like, we obviously, I would say that we let that go more than we should have. Yes. <laughs> certainly, we brought it up regularly. We harped on it for a few months after, but it wasn't like this was his first GM job, right? It wasn't I, like yes, he, he had, had a he had been employed before, so it was like okay, right. I guess we have things to point to, but it still was and has always been absolutely fucking ridiculous that the guy I, can just I, hire his hire his kid and then leave and now think that they owe him for that. I yeah, look who I found you. Um, I would. I was pouring through candidates. Just I was. I stayed up. Made, I put an all nighter at the office, and I just couldn't find any other GM candidates because people just didn't want the job. You know why would they want one of the most coveted thirty jobs in America? Or uh, they just didn't have that Colangelo charm, that spice, the knowing that man. He's gonna develop that trust. That unbreakable trust with agents and players and people are going to want to come to Philadelphia. No longer will the Sixers be a laughing stock. Mark my words. My – oh, it is my son. That's right. My son <laughs> will be the only candidate for the job. You bet your ass. What a fucking joke. Uh, and I will say that I believe – even me, that outside of the initial hire, which we were probably, hey, this is bullshit. They didn't even interview anyone. If you go back into the beginning of his era, I was always way more negative about Jerry and said that I was going to give. And I believe I, yeah. I did give Brian Colangelo an appropriate chance. Yes, because, like, you, because you see yourself in him in some ways. Well, in some ways, in like the criticism that people not giving you a chance because of that relationship. Yeah. Um, now, I, my father did not get me the job like Brian Colangelo. Allegedly. Did, allegedly, right. But I, uh, I, I, I thought it was, would be unfair of me to do that. I thought I was very fair. And there was very little, um, well, I don't like this move because like we were fucking idiotically, but celebrating the fucking Markel fault straight and the, the, uh, the, the Amir Johnson contract, all those things. Uh, it, very fair to him. This has nothing to do. It all sort of has to do with what they did with Hinky, but th- this is wrong because it's wrong. Can I, can I throw at you a couple of um, memes that have come from this and sayings and you just sort of let's like reflect on like how long we'll have them, if they're going to last. Throw um, me some memes. Eric Jr., the, the notion of, like, on the, uh, you know, as part of the rights Ricky Sanchez Ben full Dietrich Eric Jr. t-shirt, Eric Jr. will be the name that lasts from this, right? Over Honest Abe, will we always have Eric yeah. Jr.? I, yeah. I, I actually think still balling is probably the best one. Right, right. Eric Jr. is the one that has been, it's still public, though. So that makes it, like, well, more accessible. But still and, balling to me feels... Feels like the best one that's not getting enough credit. Uh, and like just the the um, 
the decision to not make it just Eric. Like, to make it Eric Jr. is... I think uh, Mina Kimes was pointing out, like, why is it Eric Jr.? Which is, it makes it better for some reason. Um, I, I think for me, the best one is, and people are using it more than I was, and now I've glommed onto it, and I don't think I'm ever going to let it go, is that's a normal collar, find a new slant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a normal collar. It wasn't a normal collar. I'm fine with him not wearing normal collars, but to look at that collar and say it's a normal one is fucking insane. Mm. It's crazier than having five Twitter accounts, I think. It's so good. Uh, do you see Concepcion on desktop with the big no. collar? No, yeah, is he wearing car- a giant collar? Cartoonishly big collar, like <laughs> <laughs> above his head level collar. That's good. Um, the 91 uh, one is one that not everyone has even yeah. recognizes. Well, that, that's why I love the guy the guy who wore it at the Phillies Giants game last night. Pulling yep. out pulling out 91 is, is deep stuff and I I love I honestly like someone I'm not crediting anyone but because I forget someone suggested that Embiid should change his number to 91 next year and I thought I think that that would be pretty great. Embiid would do it. He would he would certainly request it. 91 obviously the last two digits of the of the phone number um, <laughs> that is that is associated with the account. Uh, hey, before we, uh, before we continue, 91 is a number that we are creeping up on with number of people who listen to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast who have purchased engagement rings from L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, our um, original sponsor and still sponsoring and texting me this morning about billboards and if we're going to do another billboard. He's that kind of guy. We hit 82 this week of rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners who have purchased engagement rings from LL Pavorsky and LL Pavorsky jewelers. You might not know this, that the lottery party is essentially his event. Um, he, he loves the lottery party more than any person alive. And he, here is, here is the crux of all of it. I love that he supports us. I love that he is a, uh, now a Jonah Bolden supporter and not a Rashawn Holmes fan anymore. I love that he is in, does everything that he does with us. But the most important thing is that uh, he is good to his customers and he is um, he takes time in an industry where you go into a lot of jewelry stores and there's a lot of salespeople in there and they're pushy and they, they seem like they're they're deceptive and not this guy. He's just like he's the most honest, genuine guy I know. And honest Abe, takes, you could say. Honest Abe, honest Abe, if you will. He is you walk into L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers and you're dealing with L.L., like the actual owner of the store. He's been there 30 years. That is not an accident. It's because he's been paying his rent on time for 30 years, but also because he's done a great job. And, uh, you know, any sort of price point you need, any sort of engagement ring from 1000 to a $1 million, L.L. is going to take care of you. Obviously, other gifts, you know, anniversary, Christmas, um, you know, any sort of Valentine's Day, LL is the guy. So if you're going to get an engagement ring, make sure you reach out to him and make an appointment. That number to call him is 215-627-2252. The website is LL Pavorsky Jewelers. You can also just tweet him. He's active on Twitter, at LL Pavorsky. And uh, for every podcast, I'm actually... Or, I'm actually switching up uh, one of the charities. Are we going to switch up the other charity at some point or no? Or Yeah, i got to find a new one, yeah. Okay. So at this point, 
uh, LL makes generous donations to for every podcast to the Providence Animal Center in media, a no-kill shelter, and uh, at this point, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. For when your spouse gets you publicly dragged and fired, LL Pavorsky Jewelers. <laughs> uh, yeah, geez, that might be a, a, a good gift. He's got, someone's got to owe somebody a gift in, yeah. that, in that scenario. Uh, uh, a couple more things. What else you got? Do you think that they, so they didn't fire him yesterday? Or the day before. Today, as you said, is day five of this. Uh, yesterday, Friday, was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they didn't fire him on his birthday intentionally? No. I wish. You don't think, you don't think they gave a shit about that? No. I think the way it was told to me was that the inve- there's been a lot of reports about the investigation. Yeah, there's an investigation the going me, on, which I, I would love to see yeah. the inner workings of that, please. Well, and the whole thing about this is, here's another fuck up that I didn't mention at the top, I, I don't think, in my, my monologue, is that the ringer came to them on May 22nd, and that is not when the investigation started. That's when they shut down the fucking Twitter accounts. Um, and they hoped it would blow over. Meanwhile, delete the Twitter accounts. Don't just make them private. Like, like Jesus, if you're going to try to cover it up, at least do it efficiently. So, and, and investigation, we are, we know who it was. Like, essentially, someone from, here, how about this? How about this? The, they're so worried. The, the problem with this is that they are leaking information, right? Is that sensitive information is leaking? Yet somebody within the Sixers organization or Brian Colangelo is leaking to Adrian Wojnarowski what is going on with the investigation. <laughs> sort of a little bit of irony in there. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the investigation is going on is absurd. But I was told, unless it has to do with if they're able to find out, like the thing I was, I was talking about with Kornblau, if, if the, um, what's it called? If the, the fact of whether he knew or not I was told that there was a possibility that they told him he can either step down or they're going to fire him, and they gave him a deadline. And if they find out that he knew that the Twitter was going on or had something to do with it, they can force him to step down. And if not, then they'll have to fire him and pay him. Um, So maybe it has something to do with that, I guess. I don't even know how this started, the investigation. Oh, and why didn't it happen yesterday? So I was told that the investigation could take a few days, and unless the owners— feel it necessary because of one reason or another to rush the decision publicly, they will wait till the investigation is over. But I sort of think that like, and I, I'm not, I, I tend to not be this guy. I don't care that they don't live in Philadelphia, you know, Harrison Blitzer. It doesn't bother me really. But if they were in it a little bit more and they felt all of the negativity, they might have felt that and just gotten it done. You know, like, um, but I think because they're not in the middle of it, I just, I think they don't feel it. And I think they think it's okay to wait. I don't think it has anything to do with his birthday. God, if they were doing that, then, then fine. You know, whatever. I don't care. Um, on his birthday, he's fucking 50, man. Like <laughs> nobody's birthday matters after you're, you're, you know, after you're 18 or 21, let's say nobody's That's birthday good. matters. The invest, the investigation, uh, Adam, our, our buddy Dave Silver, reported um, live from the podium at the NBA Finals. Um, 
is being conducted by a New York-based law firm specializing in these types of things. I got to know what else? What types of things. <laughs> yeah. I got to know how they made their name for these types of things, what other instances they've proven their gumption at handling these types of things. It's a very interesting uh like yada yada. You know, to yeah. as a Seinfeld reference. It's like, oh, you know, you know, they they you know, investigate wives outing public secrets with Twitter accounts and yada yada yada. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What else? You know, what else are they investigating? Uh Turtle, one of uh, the people I work with, affectionately named Turtle, said that something happened in wrestling uh, with a wrestling executive recently yeah. where they fired him because his wife was tweeting anti-Muslim things, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fired him right away, I guess. So, yes. Yeah, the, the people yes. saying that if he hadn't... Uh, there is a, a, um, a well actually going on in like, well, if he didn't know about it, if he didn't know... About the Twitter, no, 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 no. That that's not part of the issue. What it makes it worse if he knew about it. The fact is, is that she was parroting things that he said, and the whether he is at fault for that or not. Because I do not even blame him for telling his him his wife stuff. Whether it's his fault or not, his effectiveness is is like irreversibly compromised in this situation. And by the because way, because of what happened. By the way, imagine him not knowing about it. Imagine him right. not knowing that his wife or someone is doing all of this online commenting all of the time. And when they're about to go to bed, putting their uh, mouth guards on, she doesn't show him one of the tweets or one of the responses or anything. How I mean, how much of an absentee husband do you have to be to not know that your wife... Or someone is carrying out these five secret lives and is also a gay parking attendant that's paralyzed. All of these things, there's no way he didn't know. Also, Brian Jacobs tweeted that the Brian's account that he has confirmed follows him as well. And then after that, the other accounts started following him and then started uh, pressing him to date their daughter. If there's two minutes... if Obviously, this Sixers Twitter is going to be better at investigating than whoever this non-Cornblau law firm is specializing in these types of things. But there's just no way that they can they can look at all of these things and not be like oh yeah it was you you fucking knew he knew 100% he knew 100% yeah i i you know they're laying in bed and she says to him you should see what i said about how you look with your shirt off today because that she did say that at one point yep oh goodness it's, gracious it's bad um it's, Totally normal collar. Totally normal collar. He he also had to surrender his cell phones per yeah 
Pro Woj. I'm dying to know what that looks like. Like, it shouldn't be hard. This shouldn't be hard. So hopefully they're just waiting for the investigation to come to its natural conclusion. Once you set up the idea of an investigation, you sort of can't cut it off at the knees beforehand. I get that. But whatever law firm specializes in these types of things, please hurry up. The draft is soon. Free agency is right after that. We need a GM. Okay. I feel like, tell me if, if you think that, that, if you buy this, that like Sam was the big relationship we were in. We all collectively, it was very, uh, not hot and cold, but we'll say hot and heavy. It was a lot. There was a lot of scrutiny. There was, there was good times. There were bad times. There was outside pressure. People didn't want us to be together. And then that ended in flames. He's the one that got away. And then we got Colangelo. And to me, Colangelo feels very much like a rebound. Where it's like, just don't fuck it up. Don't be a shithead. Just sort of skate by. You're very lucky to be here. I'm a catch. Don't, Don't ruin it. Just, I just need to like mourn the last guy. And now, two and a half years goes by, and you're like, fuck, I've been dating for this guy for a while, and I kind of don't give a shit about him. And towards the end, you're like, I guess I'm just waiting for something bad to happen so I can break up with him. Well, we found it. We found the bad (laughs) thing. And the people that have been like, your friends who are like, ah, guy's kind of shitty, right? I'm like, oh, no, he's nice. He's actually nice. He's not as bad as... As you think, he's nice, and I'm happy, and it's good to be with someone. Now it's like, oh, right. This is the thing. You were right all along. You were right all along. It was just a long, extended rebound. Now we just have to break up with him. Come get your CDs. Come get your shirts that you left here. I'm just going to throw away the toothbrush. Got to move on. Got to have some self-care. Got to draft somebody good with the tenth pick. The metaphor's <laughs> losing steam. Yeah, it's got to end. I also, it also reminds me of when when Howard Stern went off the radio and they uh, they put David Lee Roth in for him and he failed miserably. There was sort of the thought that like whoever followed him was going to fail, so you should put somebody in there who you don't care about that much because it doesn't matter what happened. And it's sort of like like following Hinky. That guy was going to have a tough, a tough, no, he wasn't going to have a tough run. Fuck that. He sure. had all this shit. Yeah. yeah that's a bad analogy. I, but I get what you were saying in the sense that like, yeah. it's hard to live up to, especially for the segment of the fan base that uh, sort of self-generated from the process yeah. existence. It's, it's always well, going to be a lot. But, if, but, but, how, but Colangelo's personality is tailor-made to be the worst person to follow up yeah. a guy like that. And it's like get, being handed the job with no interview process, following up a, a sex symbol like Sam was, and then spending your time sweating why you're not as beloved as the former guy instead of actually doing a better job at your job. It's a perfect... It is a perfect 
shitstorm for this to happen. And now here we are. We're waiting for it to happen. Here we are. I not, haven't slept not in doing days. Big boards. We're not What's doing that? a big board. No. I three. I didn't watch the Americans until yesterday, the Americans finale. And the idea that I could have been online, on Twitter, 24-7, and not spoil the Americans for myself, truly impressive. Truly, well, truly impressive. I said that to my wife yesterday. So I, I was a big Americans fan. And, uh, you know, I thought season five sucked and I stopped watching season five halfway through, but I thought season six was good. But I was trying to stay up on Wednesday night to watch it because I was I knew what was going on with the Colangelo thing. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to be online. Somebody's going to spoil it. Then I saw that it was an hour and a half long. It started at 10 o'clock. And I was like, you know what? We'll watch it tomorrow. Um, It's really sad that like the the reality I came to and that I mentioned my wife yesterday was that I don't think anybody watches the Americans. <laughs> like there's a very, like it's me, you, Andy Greenwald, Brian Grubb, and like four other Twitter followers who aren't going to ruin it. Eric Raskin. <laughs> like, I think that's it. I think those are the only people still watching the Americans. So it's, I don't know if you the, were skilled as much as. Sure. Sure. It's been the best show until It's definitely for, critic darling. For many years. I love yeah. it. You should absolutely yeah. watch it. It's I have I, no ties to the show aside from it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's all on Amazon Prime. Incredible show. The best, I would say the best marriage in television history. You could, you could yeah, say I, uh, the Taylors, Coach and Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. I would say that this is right up there with them. I think it, it was a great show and ended. Um, I loved it. I cried so much. I cried. I just yeah. cried all day. I was sad all day. And wait, I was wait, like wait. the only thing that could spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you didn't, if you didn't see it, Mike might mention something here. So no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to okay. mention anything. Okay. Um, I was just. I was sad. It was just a sad. I'm sad. It's over. I love everybody, and I. I was. I was sad all day. The only thing that could have woken me up from my sad stupor was Brian Colangelo getting fired on his birthday, and it didn't even. <laughs> it didn't even happen. One, one, one minor. Well, this is spoiler alert. A little bit with the Americans. A lot of it. I will say that the one thing I took away from it is like, fucking, um, like Stan, man. Like, all this guy wanted was friendship and love. Like for six years, you know. Like he was just he was trying to fill the emptiness inside, and and that need really blinded him to a lot of things like my wife has been saying for a year stan's girlfriend is a russian spy and like the phil moment where he goes to stan i don't we're spoiling it i don't want to spoil it for people watch the show okay all right watch the show watch the show uh do you want do you want to end this on a a jigsaw or no do you want to you want me to hold it i don't I I feel like we keep scratching the surface. I feel like we could do seven hours of podcasts about this thing. Like, I truly, it is amazing how much this derailed my life. I'm I'm, I'm just waiting. worried about getting it up before something else happens. Nothing's happened. I keep trying to do podcasts, so something happens during the podcast. I keep taking naps, hoping that when I wake up from the nap, he'll be fired. Feels like something that you'd wake up to a nap from. Why do I have to take a long drive? Is that what it's going to take for him to get fired? Dinner, What's happening? 
A long, yeah, dinner is where it, it started. I guess I got to go back to dinner. I don't understand. I don't understand. Now I'm more awake from that. I was at the beginning of the podcast and I'm mad again. What is going on? What are you waiting for? Who is arguing what side? I, the Colangelo family just needs to go away. Just get out. You made a ton of money. You have influence. The longer you stay in this thing, the more embarrassing it becomes. It's over. Go be like shady lobbyists or on a board somewhere. Who cares? Get out. I feel bad for the kid. He's in college right now. Yeah. Like if you were going to be, okay, you knew that it was going to be a secret Twitter account. You knew. Otherwise, you wouldn't have called it Eric Jr. Or fucking Honest Abe. Or enough uncone sources. So why the fuck did you follow your kids' teammates and retweet shit about the team? That's not sneaky. That's very obvious. You're a bad spy. You'd be bad in the Americans. What's well, going on? Really is, why would you do that? It, I think it really is like a an age thing. Like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are easy enough to sign up for and understand for like for anyone. But if you haven't had it like really in your life, you you know just enough for it to be dangerous. And it, it really seems like, assuming it was his wife, she knew just enough to like know that she shouldn't use her name, but not enough to know like, hey, if I'm retweeting shit about my son, they're going to put that together. They're going like, to put that together. It's pretty obvious. Not tough to figure out. I don't, I don't understand. I, I mean, the owner seems so hell-bent on... Like, they turned the franchise around in terms of, like, value by a lot, right? Wasn't it? You know the numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah, $270 million to $1.2 billion. I don't think the $1.2 billion number is real until they own an arena, but still, it's worth significantly more. They did more it. Like, they, they turned it around a lot. It is a, they are a yeah. beloved team, and the owners, of course, have a lot to do with that, of, letting, of giving Sam as much runway as they did before then taking that runway away, replacing it with a Colangelo family crime syndicate. But I don't understand if they're, they're so hell-bent on making money on... I mean, I think money is their first priority, and I think the fact that the Sixers becoming a perennial contender making them money is, is part of it. I do think that Josh Harris like gives a shit about the Sixers and wants them to win. But like, who is asking for you to... What are you doing? What are you doing... If you keep if Colangelo keeps his job, I just I need to hear a rationale. I need to hear it. I need him to come on Josh, come on the podcast and if you if deliver the rationale for keeping Brian Colangelo in his job after no one trusts him and no free agents will want to come here. And you're gonna be giving out max money to Ryan Anderson or some shit because that's the most you can get in free agency because guys are smarter now. And their agents are smarter, and they care about the place they go, and they care about the front front office, especially max money guys. I don't understand. I don't understand what what the rationale is, what the logic behind keeping him would be, why he hasn't been fired already, why they're letting this drag out. Is there even a law firm that specializes in these types of things? I'm consistently blown away. I'm going to go play basketball. 
if when I come back from basketball, All right. he's not fired. I'm gonna well at take a nap and do another podcast until he is. At, at this point, I'd rather that at this point I'd rather they wait a day so this podcast has a little bit of life. I think. Okay, fine. Um, wait a day. <laughs> wait a day. Yeah, it's it's. I I was thinking if if something like this happened at my job and my boss was like, go find somebody to investigate this, like the panic that would be in in my stomach, and I'm like, wait a minute. Who the fuck would investigate something like this? <laughs> and, Legs. Oh, there's a, a law firm in New York. Uh, Eric Jr. and Sons is, you know, it's, Jr., Jr. and Jr. I wish. It's crazy. It's a crazy time. The Sixers, as I think we hinted at it a little bit in the past, but just truly, the Sixers are and have been the most ridiculous franchise in sports for... Almost a decade after being the most boring franchise in sports for a decade. So for that, I appreciate it. I appreciate them being more interesting than they were from 2003 to 2011. But now, enough. <laughs> Just be good. Yeah. You're yeah, good. Go, go get some normal guy. Go yeah. get some. And we, we will love David Griffin so much more than we would have loved him three years ago. Like so much sure. more. He'll I, seem like a savior at let's, this point. Let's, let's do two minutes on, on GM candidates. I don't Oh, Jesus. Want, I don't I, know anything about any of these guys. Right, for sure, I don't for want sure, to, for sure. But yeah. I don't want – I'm saying just the idea of who we want. Because to me, getting another David Griffin guy, it feels so impersonal. It feels so uh, bland of like, oh, we're going to get this guy who did the thing already. Like it doesn't feel like – us. For me, I would love to take, I would love to steal Mike Zarin from Boston, so that he coming here, he ain't coming here. I, he ain't. I don't. He's this, not. He, I don't know that I agree. The Sixers GM job is the best job. No. Maybe in sports. Nope. nope. He comes nope. here. Nope. I would love it because then Bill Simmons gets to feel like he's partly responsible for of an up and coming assistant leaving Danny Ainge in Boston. This is. On one level, it is a is a job, one of 30, and they don't open up very often. Another level, there's a lot of talent, young talent here. Yeah, the most talented but the team. Other thing, but the other thing is that I, I don't think somebody that's in a good situation is going to leave a good situation, even if it is full power, to come work for this shit show. I just don't uh, think they're going to. I think you, you need somebody that's out of work. We, I'm, I'm fine with a middling... I just... They got to get it on track, or somebody uh, that we haven't heard of. Maybe I, I don't even know. If this happens, we will. One of two things will happen: the new guy will either be introduced when it happens, or um, or we will get a list. Candidates will start popping up out of nowhere. We'll start hearing about Danny Ferry again and all this kind of shit, and we'll we'll do a thing on that. But I don't even know what to think. All I think is that I just don't think this job is as attractive as it once was. I disagree. I think people care about winning titles and there's so few teams that can do it. And the Sixers are a team with multiple superstars, cap space, and another lottery pick. That's the most attractive package for a GM job that's really ever opened up. Uh, and this, this specific scandal, you know, in a couple, in a couple months, in a couple, let alone a couple years, we're not going to remember, if they fired Colangelo on Monday, we're not going to remember or be top of mind that like they waited six days to fire him, you know? 
No, so I this agree doesn't with seem you. like I an organization. This doesn't seem like an organizational thing. Like if you look at like what if you, from the outside, like yeah. what is super wrong with the organization? To me, it's like they got swindled by the league and in, into a into two Colangelos. But other than that, like they gave Hinky a lot of runway. They tried something different. They no. seem they built a no, new I, practice I, facility. I disagree, with you. I, dis- I disagree with you wholeheartedly. They've never. For an extended period of time, they've never been con- able to commit to solid leadership ever. They've never done. But who? It. But who they've, has? They've, they've owned the team. What? What professional sports franchise over six years has had three different people now? Now four, assuming they fire Colangelo, running operations of the team. It, it doesn't even happen. It's not even like a real thing. I it, think a bunch. I think a bunch of people. Wait, I think a bunch of teams have that happens all the time. Orlando changes over every minute or two. Four, four times in in six years. What are the four times? Uh, co- co- uh, whoever was running it when they started. So Collins, DeLeo, uh, Thorne. Well, that's the end of it. So I think Hinky. you start. I think you start with Hinky. When ownership ownership took over no, and they no, had and no, they no, had no, these, no, no, no. but ownership took over and these guys were in place and they didn't fire them. And then no, but they FDA, they empowered they fired. Doug Collins. That's four. Doug Collins, Rod Thorne, Tony DeLeo, one. Sam Hinky, two. Brian Colangelo three, new hire four, and don't don't forget the attempted Hinky Colangelo collaboration, the DeLeo Thorne Collins collaboration, the the keep Brian Colangelo maybe collaborated. I, I I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I think this has been a clusterfuck for six years. I don't know that I disagree with that. I don't know that I agree. Okay. I think I think the I think that. You look around the league, and they would people would say like, "Oh, those those guys like tried Hinky out," and regardless of their feelings for Hinky, it was like they took a swing and like it worked, and then the league pushed Colangelo on them, and then this crazy scandal happened. And this the ownership has nothing to do with this Colangelo thing, except for whether or not they decide to fire him. That to me is not sure. Like sure an they do. They're, they're culpable in the same way Colangelo is culpable. They're cal- they're culpable because they hired a general manager based on some guy saying his son should get the job. So they are they they've hired a guy. Think about this. They've hired a guy that throughout this scandal, not one person in the media, in front office, in player, not one person has stood up for. Oh, for sure. One person. That's, I don't know that this that, was. That, I don't know that so, this was. That you could have expected. A uh, kind of scandal of this magnitude when you hire a guy that's like insecure. Well, not this magnitude, but you're you're you know one thing that Hinky said in that that podcast was the importance of hiring the right people. Sure, and it it just seems like they are very easily convinced. That's what I'll I'll say. And they got lucky in that when they hired Sam, they got convinced by a smart guy. But they got convinced by Doug Collins. They got convinced by Jerry Colangelo. They you know like like. There's not a, they've been, uh, I'll, I'll stop there. But like, I, I think they are very easily convinced because they don't care that much. Um, I really have to go. This isn't me trying to end on my point, but I really, I have to go. We've been going for an hour and a half. So All right. I have to go. I, I just think that the, um, the, the job is more attractive than you do. I think that the people yeah. care about winning championships and you can do that in Philadelphia in a way that you can't do that in, you know, 27 other places. Sure. Uh, that's certainly part of it. I agree that that is part of it. Uh, the 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 math would be how big a part of it is that you know how big a depending on and I think a lot depends on the the situation of the person who is thinking about the job like had did they just settle into this position at this other team like you know like 
Um, how long have they been waiting for their chance? Has it been eight years or something like that? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of different things that could determine that. Okay, well, go take a nap and go for a long drive and maybe get a meal and maybe we'll have some resolution to this. Okay. And then we can do big boards. Maybe. What's that? Maybe big board. Maybe. I'm, maybe. I'm not going to do a big board until the Sixers do a fucking big board. That's not true. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Just give a shit All about right, the draft, you assholes. All right. Yeah. Uh, are you down with TTP? Yeah. You know, like this. We are the murderers pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have powder to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step into the spotlight. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Come from the clouds on a missile to turn.